0: Welcome to the Stolen Reality Podcast. This is where you belong. Welcome everybody to the Stolen Reality Podcast. Today is Friday, which means it's time for another bit of soap, where I take a thought, theory, idea, article, or story, and give you a brief overview to finish out your work week with. Try to keep these episodes between 5 and 15 minutes long just to give you that little bite-sized nugget to roll you into the weekend i would like to apologize first for not having an episode come out on wednesday this wednesday did not have an episode. i've been playing around and experimenting with different production value for this show i want to make this show the best that i can for all of you listeners so i've been trying out different software sound effects voice changers All sorts of fun stuff to add some production value and make this show a little more entertaining. I started this show simply to give out information that I feel is important for people to know. Whether that be paranormal stuff, or psychological, or news articles, or just anything that I feel is information that you don't generally get anywhere else. Now I'm the type of person that can sit and just listen to somebody lecture for hours and hours and hours. If i find the topic interesting but i of course listen to a lot of other podcasts as well and the ones that i enjoy the most are not only informative but have a little more fun behind them a little more production value and a little more time put into the back end of things so i wanted to bring that to this show now if you guys have been with me from the beginning you know That I'm just learning as I go with all of this. I've never been a professional podcaster before I started this show about three, almost four months ago now. And I'm still learning a lot as I go through it. I've continually done my best to improve this show as I go along. And get better at everything from my speaking voice, to my cadence, to the research, to the software that I use. So now, the next step of the puzzle of bringing everything together to make the best show that I can possibly make for you guys is the back-end production. This is something that, of course, I'll have to learn and get better at as I go along, and I would love to hear your guys' opinions on it. I would love for you to reach out to me after today's show, or after any shows going forward, and tell me what you think of how I'm doing on the production of this podcast. Any tips that you have, any ideas that you have, or just what you're liking about what I'm doing. You can always reach me at luke at stolenreality.com or simply underneath the contact page at my website at stolenreality.com. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode, which is the start of Stolen Reality 2.0. On the afternoon of January 26th at 230 p.m. in 1972, JAT Flight 367 made its landing in Copenhagen Airport. The DC 932 airplane was making its way from Stockholm to Belgrade, and after its first stopover in Copenhagen, had one more stop at Zagreb before it finally reached its destination. The stop in Copenhagen marked the transition to the secondary flight crew, including Vesna Volvovich. As Vesna waited for the first crew and group of passengers to deboard, she noticed something odd. It was late. We were in the terminal inside Park. I saw all the passengers and crew the plane One man seemed terribly annoyed. It was not only me that noticed him either. Other crew members saw him, as did the station manager in Copenhagen. I think it was the man who put the bomb in the baggage. I think he had checked in the bag in Stockholm got off in Copenhagen, and never re the flight. After witnessing this mysterious man, Vesna, the other five crew members, and 23 passengers, reboarded flight 367, and departed from Copenhagen airport at 3.15 p.m. After just 46 minutes in the air, at 4.01 p.m., tragedy struck while over the Czechoslovak village of Srbska Komenis, a briefcase that had been placed in the holding in the back of the plane exploded, causing the entire plane to rip in half. Short time later, a villager named Bruno Honky, who had seen the plane fall out of the sky, heard screaming coming from the wreckage. Bruno went to investigate, and found Vesna screaming in the middle of the plane. Her turquoise uniform was covered in blood and her three-inch stiletto heels had been torn off from the force of the impact. As luck would have it, or by the grace of God, Bruno happened to be a medic during World War II and was able to keep Vesna Volovich alive until rescuers arrived. Vesna was in a coma for 27 days and was temporarily paralyzed from the waist down. But when all is said and done, Vesna was the only survivor of the 28 people that boarded the plane that day. Vesna volovich had fallen from 33,330 feet in the air. It is now the record holder for the longest fall survived without a parachute. No one knows exactly how Vesna survived this fall. Many speculate that she was in the rear of the plane which shielded her somewhat from the blast. Although she was found in the middle of the plane when Bruno came across her, and she has no recollection of any of the tragedy. Although she holds the record from falling from the highest height and surviving without a parachute, Vesna is part of a small handful of people who have survived seemingly impossible falls from unimaginable heights. In 1942, Ivan Chizov, who was a Soviet Air Force Lieutenant, was shot down by Germans during World War II and skid down a ravine when his parachute failed to open. Although he suffered from severe spinal injuries, he survived from a 23,000-foot drop. Alan McGee, who was an American airman during World War II in 1943, was shot down by Germans survived by crashing his plane through the roof of the St. Nazir Railroad Station. He survived from 22,000 feet. Again during World War II, in 1944, Nicholas Alkemade, who was a British Royal Air Force rear gunner, was thrown from his plane at 18,000 feet and survived with only a broken wrist and leg after landing in the deep snowdrift in a pine forest near Berlin. Larissa Savitskia in 1981 was the only survivor of flight 811 that was in a mid-air collision, but she somehow survived from 17,130 feet because she was in a small fragment of the aircraft that landed in a swampy glade. Christine McKenzie in 2004 jumped from 11,000 feet while skydiving and after her parachute failed to open, she survived with only a fractured pelvic bone when she hit power lines that slowed down her fall. Julianne Kopke, in 1971, survived a 10,000 foot fall after her plane, Flight 508, crashed. She had stayed in her seat and was the sole survivor, suffering only a broken collarbone. Julianne had to hike out for 11 days through the Peruvian rainforest before she found safety. Finally, We have British skydiver James Boole who fell from 6,000 feet in 2009 and after landing in the Russian snow, broke his back and rib, but was walking again within a week. So what's happening with these people? Why is it that some people can literally fall from an airplane without a parachute and live to tell the story, while others of us can slip on the ice on the way to work and hit our head and die? There's a million factors that go into each one of these unique cases and there really is no definitive answer as to what causes one person to survive while others perish. We could think that they have some sort of superhuman ability or we could say that they're just lucky. But I like to believe that everything's already written in the stars and if there's things that you're meant to be doing on this earth and it's not your time, nothing's going to pull you away from your destiny. None of us know when our time is coming. I could be sitting here and have a heart attack while doing this show right now or I could obviously fall out of an airplane and walk away the next week so it doesn't really matter when our time comes all that matters is what we do with the time that we have so whether you've played it safe your whole life and never put yourself in harm's way or you've survived countless death-defying feats just make sure you make the most of every moment because you never know when you're going to get called home.